This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair. Cause it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show. We're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers, I'll reference some Raffi. This is the Dave and Shecky Show. Hey man, you guys know where I can buy a bicycle lock? <clears throat> welcome everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Middle Aged Cool Kids Super Terrific Podcast featuring your pals... Uh, ugly Kid Joe and that guy from Faith No More. I'm definitely the guy from Faith No More. All and, right. Uh, and uh, the rest is uh, left, better left unsaid. Okay. I don't even know why you're thinking about that, but uh, <clears throat> I like uh, that. Mm-hmm. Someone's uh, got to someone's gotta think about heavy metal uh, influenced funk rap. I love Faith No More. I love that song. Epic. Uh, is that the one where the uh, piano blows up at the end of the video? That was a nice touch. I guess I don't know much about the video. They walk away from the piano and it blows up. Boom. I get, I don't know the video. Another I just like the about song. Faith No More. They did a uh, pretty absurd version of uh, Easy, like Sunday morning. Oh, did they? Yeah, they covered Lionel Richie and they killed their career. What is the, I wonder what the first band is to do one of those crazy covers. Because I know a Typo Negative did a cover of a... Yeah, that can't be beat. Summer t- Breeze. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about, you know, taking a song and making it sound like the devil is singing it. Yeah, are they the band that does that? There was, was a, blah, 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 blah. The really low kind of... Blah. I don't know much about uh, Typo Negative other than the uh, Summer Breeze... Song. Song about some girl, some story. Whatever. All right. We'll cut this part out. <laughs> no, we won't. So, it's October, Dave. It's hey, October. Hey, coming at you. How you doing, folks? And, it's uh, Jenny and the Honey. Okay. When October rolls around, uh, we usually think of one thing, and one thing only. Jacktober. Yeah, and apparently for you, Getting it's the Jacktober. Rocktober. Jocktober is a bit that uh, O&A used to do. Where are the roses? Opening and Anthony. Opening <laughs> and Anthony. And uh, they used to just play clips of uh, local radio stations around the country. And The best of the worst. The, it's really the best of the worst. Uh, local radio is awful. And uh, that's what Jocktober is. Opie and Anthony are no longer with us as a duo. Uh, for better or worse, and uh, but you can still get all of your Anthony needs fulfilled. Via and go to Socks.com for Socktober. CompoundMedia.com for all your Anthony Cumia needs. Anyway, uh, that aside, October is, of course, the month of Halloween. And uh, when we were little, you know, Halloween was on one day of the month. But as we've gotten older... Uh, it seems like 
holidays have have taken over the entire month that they're in. So it's like October is all Halloween all the time. Uh, ads start early. Movies start early. It's just all Halloween month. Yeah. Well, Halloween starts uh, in August. No. At the, end, at the end of August is when they start pulling out the uh, Halloween decorations at the uh, general stores. Oh, okay. The seasonal aisle you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, I could see that. I could see that. But most normal people are not. I mean, they start the gardening season in, in you know, February. Yeah. Which is ridiculous here in upstate New York because everything will be dead. Speaking of dead, Halloween. Back to... Thank, thanks, Dave. So, anyway, uh, keeping with the month of October being the Halloween month, we are doing this episode, but they already know because of the title of the show. This episode is all about our top five scary movies. I have not looked at Dave's list. Dave has not looked at my list. I am going to assume that we may have one or two crossovers. I'm sure we do. Let me just ask you something. Okay. If you look back on your in your time, uh huh. What time do you think dinner will be ready? No, seriously. <laughs> the fuck? I made it yesterday. It's what in the time, fridge. What time in your life do you feel like you had the most enjoyable Halloween? Oh wow. Well, you know, I had a bad parental uh, upbringing, so I, I I have to say that my most enjoyable Halloween uh, maybe is yet to come. You know, well, that's optimistic. <laughs> I um I yeah no my my parents were I'll just put it at uncool, and. Uh, so Halloween was not particularly fun. No, no holiday was particularly fun. I did have, uh, I did used to dress up as Lupinella though. And when, <laughs> when school allowed you to dress up in Halloween costumes. Now that's amusing. I don't, I wonder if there were any other girls who did that. I'm sure there were. Actually. As Lupinella? I don't think so. And, uh, there, Roy White had the Roy White sports shop or something in the local mall. So I bought a, a full out Yankee uniform and, uh, had I had the black under my under my eyes, you know, and I had that Dorothy Hamill haircut, so it was short enough where I was like, it, I mean, I wasn't a believable Lupinella, but I wanted to dress as Felix Mion. Uh, what what was your favorite Halloween costume when you grew up? Costume? Did you did you that go? That wasn't out? the question. We're switching here now. Oh, what was your most costume? Int- I don't know. You know, the the feet on the knees is always good. The midget thing. That's always a fun one. Did you do that? Uh, I can't remember if I did that or I just saw it in pictures at this point. Okay. I don't, well, you know, I don't even think, I don't think I actually did that, but I'm sure someone in my family did, definitely did that. Jason, you you know, Jason Page? Yes. The lead singer for What's Up and also the the voice behind the Pokemon theme song. Pokemon! uh, He's the star of uh, Joe's Garage, the off-Broadway production. Is he? He was. He's a ridiculously talented singer. Which leads me to my segue. No, because I'm still speaking about him. Oh, (laughs) shit. Anyway, when I first met those guys in What's Up, uh, when Halloween rolled around, he had this crazy outfit where he had a... And this was in the 90s, and I hadn't really seen anybody this creative yet. He had a trench coat, and then he had a dummy head in the trench coat. And then he 
had like taken a baby doll and taken off its head and his head replaced the baby doll's head. So it was like the guy in the trench coat with the fake head was carrying Jason with the baby body on his back. And it was so clever and it looked so real. It was, it was probably at that point, the best Halloween costume I'd ever seen. Now, remember this was before the internet, before I, you know, you could share pictures with everybody and I know in my lifetime, I was, I was in awe at his amazing costume. Just a really clever dude. Go ahead. What's your segue, interrupter? Well, now it doesn't work. I don't got a segue. <laughs> well, what was your most enjoyable Halloween uh, experience? Well, it's got to be 1980 and 1981 consecutively. Oh, okay. What was the what was there? It's uh, Frank Zappa live at the fucking Palladium. Oh, you went both both years. Yeah, yeah, I went both years. Okay. And I tell you what, the first year I went, I said, "Who's this guy stealing all of Frank Zappa's solos? And why isn't Terry Bozio on drums?" Okay. Then I realized it was Vinnie Caliuta on drums, who's even better, and. Um, well, not, not even better, but who was just as good. And uh, it was Steve Vai stealing all the solos. Love Steve Vai. And he didn't steal the solos. He was just featured and then Zappa soloed after him. But that was the back in the day. The Palladium on Halloween. You've never seen a freak show like that. And it's documented in the uh, movie Baby Snakes by Frank Zappa. Oh, it is? Yeah, they have footage of those shows. I think actually from 78 maybe. Oh, 77. Okay. But same thing. It was the same in 1980. Did people come dressed up? Yeah, everyone was dressed up. It was insanity. The whole thing was just, I can't even, I don't even know how to tell you. I mean, I was 14, the first one, just there, allowed to go to that show. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, look how different it was back then. A 14-year-old at a crazy live show. I remember I had my jean jacket pocket stuffed with joints. <laughs> And I was the, probably one of the most sane people there, definitely. I mean, those people were nuts. <laughs> Zappa was the most sane person there. But, yeah, those people were definitely nuts. He had a huge um, a huge, a huge guy who was his bodyguard. He was like a huge black dude with like, came off like a sumo wrestler type of vibe oh, or okay. like a like karate big? expert type of thing. Like that guy big? Yeah, but he was, I mean, this dude was huge, and, and uh, he would be about five feet behind Frank wherever Frank went on stage. And it's, Frank had that all the time because in uh, uh, 1969, someone ran on stage and attacked him while he was playing in Switzerland. And uh, Switzerland? Yep. And How this, did they attack him? With a knife or something? Uh, no, he just ran up on stage and tackled him, and somehow I uh, threw... Frank ended up falling off stage and oh, breaking one or two of his legs. Oh, he my was, God. He was in a wheelchair for a year. <clears throat> so he performed in a wheelchair for like a year. And uh, this is, I don't know if that incident is or that concert is documented in Smoke on the Water. The, the one song. where he got tackled? Yeah, that's the series of concerts is when he got injured. Exactly. Wow. Frank Zappa and the Mothers had the best place in town. Some whatever with a shotgun uh flare gun burn the place to the ground oh you're talking about smoke on the water of the song yeah that's the zappa concert the place was lit on fire they burned the place to the ground exactly that's, is that the moody blues 
That's uh, Deep Purple. Deep Purple. They are talking about Zappa there. But wow. during that same event or series of shows, he was ambushed on stage. <clears throat> From forever after that, he had his huge bodyguard behind him because he wasn't going to have it happen again because his fans were fucking nuts. Jesus. That's, uh, I didn't, I did not know that about, Z- well, is it his fans were nuts or is it they were a drug induced nuts? Yeah, that guy was, you know, there was mentally something wrong with him, clearly. He yeah. was probably obsessed or who knows what he was. That's, uh, but yeah, I mean, Zappa was a f- pretty small guy. He's not like a big guy, so. Yeah, he's a, and he was a frail man. He looks yeah. like he was a he frail had, man. He has his guitar on him. He's not trying to fight someone on stage. Right. No, no one expects that to happen. All right. Well, that fits in perfectly with our. Anyway, yeah, no, that was the, that's, <laughs> I, I just, that and trick-or-treating as a high school student was quite amusing too because you're just at the age where people are kind of looking at you a little bit funny but you have like some sort of sham of a of a costume on and you get all this candy before you come home from school that was that was probably the best just getting the candy but what were you dressed as i don't know and you go to the door what are they going to say they're not you know what i mean i know what you would say we're still kids it's not like we had beards or anything but we're you know i would say where's your fucking costume go fuck yourself no, they weren't like that. This is, you know, this is a civilized Bergen County. Oh, Englewood. Hey, take it, Isha. I lived across the tracks, all right? No, Boom. You, you did not. What? How do you know what side I'm talking about? Everyone's on one side or the other. Well, anyway. All right. We should have saved Reel that. it in. We should have saved that for the Halloween show. Reel it in, kid. All right. Anywho, back to our, our list here. Uh, top five scary movies for each of us. Uh, we'll do a countdown from five to one. Are you prepared for that, David? One of five. No one here gets out alive. What is... If Bob Dylan sang The Doors, we'd have a horrible universe. I'm not going to do it. You just did. No, I just kind of did, but I'm not doing it. What is your number five pick? All right, well, I got to tell you, I had a, I was struggling to come up with five. Okay, why why is it a struggle? Let because, me ask you this. Uh, do, I don't know. Do I you just, not watch scary movies in general when you were scary little? Scary movies. Uh, well, this is what I'm about to say. Okay. More than the actual movies, what scared me were the trailers on TV. Okay. But I'll get to that in a minute. Oh, okay. So let me just hit you with this one. Uh, is this your number five? This would probably be my number five. Okay. This is the original version of When a Stranger Calls. Hello? Have you checked the children? What? Hello, could you get me the police? Well, there's not a lot you can do about it down here. Uh, Have you checked the children? He's watching me through the windows. Well, if he calls again, we can try to trace it. Why haven't you? the children. Please, can't you help me? I'm all alone here. What do you want? Your blood. Let me off! 
Sergeant Sacker. We've traced the call. It's coming from inside the house. Joe, just get out of that house. And the terror just begins when a stranger calls. That's a really good trailer. That trailer's slightly deceiving. That gives a very thriller-esque vibe. And it is a thriller, but it's also depraved. It's like a depraved thriller. They didn't show the depravity. And Charles Durning's not the bad guy. That's the funny thing. And they do that. They deadpan to him in a shot where, you know, he's just this close-up of his face scares the shit out of you. And he's the good guy. <laughs> Charles Durning. But yeah, the bad guy, I guess, is Tony Beckley. I don't know who the fuck he is, but there's one scene where he's... Uh, Spoiler alert. There's one scene where he's in the uh, a bathroom, a public bathroom, looking up himself in the mirror. Oh, gosh. And he's like naked, and it's all weird fluorescent lit, and uh, that shit is fucked up. What year did this come out? Uh, it says 1979. So I would 79. say 78 or 79. Oh, there you go. Okay. So 79. Yeah, I guess I was barely 13. We were just allowed to walk as kids over a mile in Jersey City from my friend's house to the movie theater. And they let us in to see this without parents. Yeah, I don't think there was a... Uh, this was definitely rated R. I don't... I don't... Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had rated R back then. They just didn't have PG-13. That was a newer phenomenon. I mean, Midnight Midnight Cowboy was the first X-rated. Right. Yep. Rate, uh, when a Stranger Calls, definitely rated R. That movie was fucked up. And it was, look at that, it came out for the Halloween season in 1979, but instead of coming out October 1st, it came out October 26th. I remember walking back from the movie after it was dark outside. Were you scared? Yeah, we were, uh, that movie isn't fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up to see as a 12-year-old kid. And they let you in, no yeah. problem. Yeah, let me in, no problem. They let me in, no problem to see Caligula. Oh, at, man. At age 13. That was On 42nd X. Street. Oh, well, that was 42nd Street. Yeah, but they let us in, they me and care. my friend. They didn't, I mean, it, it's depravity. 42nd Street didn't care. I wouldn't trade it for the world. How did you get to Jersey City from Englewood? Oh, I went to school with kids who lived in Jersey City, so uh, I was dropped off at their house. Your parents would drive all the way to Jersey City? Yeah, and then I would, uh, or either they drove or his parents picked me up. From Jersey City. Well, they were at the school, so I probably went home with them after school, something like that. There's a good chance I went home with them after school, saw a movie, might have been on the weekend, I can't remember. Well, that's cool. I mean, because that's not, you know, a 10-minute ride. Yeah, and Jersey City back then was fucked up, too. It wasn't, oh, yeah. It was not, it's nowhere near as nice as it is now. Oh, is it nicer now? It's The parts of it are nice, yeah. But not like it back then, no. Yeah, no, Jersey City, Newark. Fucking 1979. I don't even, it's just like, imagine if you had a 12-year-old kid. You'd be like, oh yeah, just go walk through the, through Jersey City and go see a rated R insane movie. The movie is so insane that it imprinted insanity on me for my whole life, clearly. I mean, it's a ridiculously insane movie. How can you forget that? Who you was don't the friend that. you went with? 
Uh, I know exactly who the friend was. I had a friend from school and maybe one or two other people like his neighborhood friends. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh... Oh, and that friend now is a oncologist. There you go. Good for him. Saving lives. Yeah, this, uh, this movie is definitely terrifying. And it, I mean, it's so terrifying and, and so stuck in our head that I believe we have used the... It's from inside the house. It's coming from inside the house. It's like, that's iconic. Yeah. for At least for us it is because of uh, our age. They did remake it in 2006. Horrible. I have no... I mean, not horrible, but why would you bother? Don't do that. Yeah. It's like, are you going to remake The Exorcist and The Godfather at yes. some point? I mean, no, don't do it. Aren't they making remaking The Exorcist? I mean, it'll be a blackhead probably. There oh, wait, is no, that's a... a uh, that's there, a Richard Pryor routine. There is an Exorcist franchise that uh, has gone way beyond the original Exorcist. And they just, I mean, they turned, they even had a TV show. I think it got canceled, but. You just gave me a good idea. All right. What Exorcist is with Fran Drescher. They don't need an exorcism. She just yells at the fucking devil and he gets out. He's like, oh my God, I'm leaving. All right, enough. I love Fran Drescher. Her voice is great. I love her. She's the best in Dr. Detroit. All right. Anyway. The movie where uh, oh, okay. Dan Aykroyd stole uh, Donna Dixon from Paul Stanley. Boom. Well, we we heard all about that in the Kiss episode, the Paul Stanley Kiss episode. I That's right, it was kids. Episode number eight of this very uh, podcast. So this is your number five. When a stranger calls. Yeah, I, I. Yeah, there are. That's the thing. There are movies out there that. You go and you see, and then when you leave, they will f- have fucked you up for life. And I have uh, one of those as well, though it is not my number five. It is <sighs> higher up in my on my list. Are you ready for my list? Oh, are you on number five? My number five. And number five? Or number five? My number five is... A Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, there goes my number four. The kids of Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? We just see cuts happen. What did that, Lieutenant? I don't know. There's a coroner got to say. He's in the jaw and puking since he saw it. They're gonna kill me for sure. Did you do it? There was somebody else there. He was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. No one knows where it came from or who it will visit next. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in the boogeyman? No. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. She's the only one who can stop it. If she fails... I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. No one will survive. Craven, director of The Hills Have Eyes and Last House on the Left, a new masterpiece in fantasy terror. 
Nightmare on Elm Street. This movie scared the shit out of me because the one thing I do every night is go to sleep and then dream. Yes, that's one way of putting it. Well, what? I I just feel like it was about kids my age. This came out in '84, so I was 16, 17. I saw it then too. And uh, kids my age, nobody believes them. That familiar. Uh, are you all right over there? I'm just trying to. I'm just thinking. You know, there's always the kids that the adults don't believe. And then also Nancy had a mother that was completely out of it. She was a drunk. And uh, it was the where the, you know, the kid was smarter than the adult. And uh, at that point, I had already been kicked out of my house. So I was like, I felt for Nancy having like a shitty mom. Though her mom at least, her mom at least felt like, she, I felt like she loved her Nancy, but she didn't. She was just so so ineffective as an adult. This one have a Johnny Depp. This one does have Johnny Depp. And this one have a Ralph Macchio. This one does not have Ralph. This Macchio. one have a karate guy, or he from uh, Mork and Mindy. What? Is he uh, on the record store or Mork and Mindy? Conrad Baines. That's not him. Who was the sheriff in this one? He looks like Conrad Baines. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? I confuse those two guys. So this that is the guy, guy, the guy, this is the guy from the Bruce Lee movies who plays the uh, sheriff in this movie. He was in a room alone with the girl and she came out in a body bag. That's Nancy's dad, I think. Oh, the sh- he's a cop? Yeah. Nancy's dad is also a karate expert, I hate to tell you. I think so they're don't divorced. don't mess with Nancy. I think they're divorced. Just confirm that this is the guy who's in uh, Enter the Dragon. Then I'll leave it alone. John Saxon, known for Enter the Dragon. In 1973. The art of fighting without fighting. Is that what it is? Never turn your back on your opponent. Not even when you bow. Why would you? Unless you're... Turning on your back for anal sex. Okay. That I shot What? John Saxon. So that's what you remember most about him. He's John Saxon. He's the maxim. He's got a slightly hairy chest. Not as hairy as Chuck Norris. He is in. He has 198 actor credits on IMDb. That mug's busy. He's that prolific m- like a motherfucker. He is busy. He is. He's in two productions right now that have yet to come out. The fact that he's still alive is excellent. Is he excellent? He's born in 1935. Brooklyn. He's Maxon, like John Saxon. He was born in Brooklyn? Brooklyn in 1985. 1935. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, yeah, I saw that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, midnight showing at the uh, A Street Playhouse in 1985. Oh, so you saw it after the fact. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, 1986. Yep. So the Playhouse was playing... Oh. Uh, it was playing midnight showings of what they thought were good movies, I guess. Right, or scary movies. I also saw Blue Velvet there the same year. 
I'm not going to say that was one of my most scary ones, but that shit was fucked up. Blue Velvet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is this, so the, you said there goes my number four. This was your, on your. Uh, no, I mean, this was in my list. It could have, this is one I was tossing around for sure. The thing about this is the, uh, <clears throat> the, the sequels are nowhere near as good as the original. The first one is, is very, is very scary. The, they get pretty cheesy. They get pretty cheesy. Um, the first one, I think Dokken does the music for like the third one, and yeah, at that point, it's Dream out the Warrior. Yeah, not happening. The uh, the first one though is it's always the best because it's just so such a new and novel idea. So that's by this time the the second one rolls around, you're not completely shocked. Um, no, this is uh, one of the uh, classic horror movies. Yeah, I believe so. I mean, Wes Craven did a lot of great horror stuff. Uh, I would say, what was it? A little uh, Last House on the Left. That's kind of pretty depraved too. Maybe that might be a crazy movie too. I just yeah, I don't remember it that well, but I know it was pretty infamous. Yeah, I mean, there are some horror movies that I just didn't watch because horror is not my my genre. Um, my uh, my number three pick. I believe it is. We'll, uh, we'll f- further expound on that. But uh, this movie, like I said, it was kids my age. The special effects in this movie were excellent because they weren't uh, CGI. They were just fucked up. Yeah. And it was and it was it was such a weird novel idea. And Freddy Krueger was so scary. Just yeah, come really on. scary. He is iconic as well. There's, you know, the classic uh, horror movie figures that we have. You basically have, you know, Freddy Krueger, fucking uh, Mike Myers uh, from... Jason. Exactly. And then, uh, I don't know. Leatherface. There's always the, the, you know, the bad guy is always ridiculously bad. Yeah, I mean, the first one, or one of the first ones is, you know, Anthony Hopkins in Psycho. Yes. that But that's... If we had been from that generation, that might have been the scariest movie we've ever seen. Because the shower scene in that movie scared so many people that people refused to shower facing the nozzle. Wow. Also, that movie alone increased the sales of glass shower doors 100%. Is that true? Yes. You know, I didn't even think of putting Psycho on my list, but... uh... Because it's not personally the scariest movie, one of my scariest movies. It's from before our generation. Before that's our why. generation, but it is a, it is. Hitchcock was a son of a bitch, but he he put together some really great. That movies. movie set standards. Yeah, I mean the house itself has influenced hundreds of theme parks. Yeah, and uh, I mean if you're getting into Hitchcock, The Birds is pretty fucking frightening. All of Hitchcock's stuff is, yeah, the birds is real. Even though the effects are not so great these days, yeah. you wouldn't look at them as being, it's still a scary, uh, it's a scary, yeah. well, we lived in Bodega Bay for a bit, and that was really, that's like the pride of Bodega Bay. Oh, yeah. Is the birds. Hippie Hedron. Yeah. And nearby town of Bodega. Hippie Hedron. Which is not part of Bodega Bay. It's just near Bodega Bay. But they have like the, I think they have the original um, phone booth still there, right? Uh, I that believe That she was so. in. So they have that in front of like a store in Bodega. And you can go there and shoot up your own heroin. No, you, what? Oh, sorry. That's not true. What? That's what they do in the phone booths now. Well, no. That, that I, or homeless people watch porn. I think what, uh, at, at, that, uh, at that store where they have the telephone booth, 
you can go in and take a photo. With a fake tippy hedron. No, there's no which fake. people do bad stuff to. There's not. There's no fake tippy hedron in that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so they have like a bird attached to it. They have like a crow or a something. A fake tippy hedron. Relax. Okay, there is no fake tippy You are a terrible person. Anyway, my number five, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, it, it brings us Johnny Depp, I think, for the first time. Really? And uh, Nancy, who I loved. Oh. And I loved, what I really also loved about Nancy. Her eyebrows? No, but she had fine eyebrows. Okay. She, I liked that after she got scared shitless, she had this big run of, of white in her hair. It was very cool. I was like, fuck, I want that. I want that bit of white in my hair. You know, she, you, know, you get really scared and your her hair is like... I don't recall. She had a big white stripe in it. Interesting. From being so scared. Anyway, I know uh, someone who did so much cocaine that that happened to them. Well, that was not what happened to Nancy. They were only fourteen. Okay. Shuggy right. was only fifteen. All right. Anyway, your number four, Dave. My number four, Dave. Uh, I would have to say David Lee Roth is my number four, Dave. I got you know Dave Gilmore, uh, Dave Garibaldi, and of course me. Okay. Uh, but uh, <laughs> well. I guess lucky David Lee Roth, you're number four. But I, what I mean is, your number four scary movie. Oh well, of course, my number four scary movie. Uh, I'm gonna go with a uh, outside pick. Oh, outside. Uh, actually, it's uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They come from a dying world. They drift through the universe, pushed on by the solar winds. They adapt. And they survive. The function of all life is survival. Sleep. 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 From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's got no detail, no character. It's unformed. All of a sudden, they're growing like parasites. Is it contagious? People are being duplicated. How do you know my name? I didn't tell you my name. You can't find anything in here that looks like a body. My side's nosebleed. It looked right at me. You're looking at it as if it was human. It was not human. Now... The classic fear begins to grow. We're being cornered. In a modern masterpiece of science fiction. They're barricading the street. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Get down. Starring Donald Sutherland, Brooke Adams, Leonard Nimoy. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. From deep space, the seed is planted. Terror grows. That's a shitty trailer. Do you think it's a shitty trailer? Yeah, that's not a scary trailer. That doesn't scare me. Huh. I feel like... Uh, this is a remake of a movie from the 50s, right? Uh, I believe so. 
Yes. So I don't know if that influenced why the trailer is the way it is, but I feel like the movie's a lot scarier than that trailer leads it to be. Either that or they should have made it shorter. Well, I think the, these are the trailers. Things were so different in the 70s. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. The trailers today, of course, um, now there's teasers that that tease the trailer that comes out that then gives away the whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, that didn't give away the movie, for, but it, it didn't really scare me enough. Yeah, but we're it's not it's not 1978. You're know, not a little like, kid anymore. All right, fair enough. I mean, I think I think what they're trying to do is not let you know who they don't want to give away any of it. Right. Well, there you go. That's true because the scariest stuff, if they put it in the trailer, would have given it away. Right. Exactly. exactly. So yeah, they they built some tension. They let you know what's happening. That movie had a few scenes in it that were scary as as hell. The last scene is absurdly scary yeah so yeah that has scared me as a kid yeah i i don't have that on my list but i agree with you and that uh that the last scene uh with donald sutherland uh iconic it's it is iconic it Who is do you like more donald or kiefer <sighs> what do you like more yogurt or kiefer you know, Sutherland, uh, Donald Sutherland is in a lot of classic movies, including this and, of course, MASH. Animal House. Animal House. Um, I like Kiefer. I don't mind Kiefer. I don't have any anything against Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's cer- certain times that when there's celebrity couples and they break up, some of, one of them gets really fucked up for a long Who's time. Who's Kiefer with? Pretty woman, Julia Roberts. What, what was she, his mother? What are you talking about? Isn't she older than him? Julia Roberts? Yeah. And Kiefer Sutherland? Yeah. This is like during flatline days. I think she's a good five or six years older than him. What, but... Wh- I could be wrong. Um, I think that Kiefer Sutherland movie with Dennis Hopper, where Kiefer Sutherland plays the cop, but he's got hippie parents... And he's transporting Don, uh, Dennis Hopper. That's got a good. That's got a you know. What is it called again? It's got a good time feel to it. I don't. Well, I don't remember. I just remember. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland, one year older than Julia Roberts. Oh, Snizap. That's in the Krizap. Uh, Fazakt. Nap. Chap. What is wrong with you? Do you know, right, and so, his full name is Kiefer William Frederick Dempsey George Rufus oh Sutherland. Oh my God, Donald, enough with the LSD. <laughs> and his official website is KieferSutherlandMusic.com. People like to diss Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland because he drinks or something, but I think he's great. I don't, I don't want to diss him at all. That's what I'm saying. I loved him in 24. I kind of love him in everything he's in. I don't think I've ever hated him in anything. Yep, but he's great. He, I, oh, man, what's that movie where he plays the psycho, the killer? That's the one where he's really good. He's on the road picking up people in the car. That's a scary movie. Oh, 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 Ooh, oh. Hey, oh, well, now that one could be on there, but I didn't think of it. Freeway. You're freeway. talking about Freeway with yep. Reese. That's with Reese Witherspoon. Exactly. Witherspoon. That's kind of a depraved thing. Yeah. It's all in the lines of like that uh, red eye. Yeah, with that, uh, what was his name? Killian something. Right. That guy was really good too. That yeah. movie was really good because uh, it, was, it was it was really short and really action packed the whole entire time. But 
did not make my top five list. No, no, no. This is the next generation. Yeah. So uh, Kiefer Sutherland, I, I will pick Donald Sutherland over Kiefer, but I... I'm, I, it doesn't mean I feel That's anything. a pretty good family going right yeah, there. Yeah, totally. Totally <clears> good <throat> family. All right, so I don't know how we got there, but what is your... So you're saying number four, your number four was... Uh, yeah, put that in Body there. Snatchers? That's uh, one of them, for sure. You don't do... See, I don't, it's very hard for me to... like. I don't have a favorite song. I, I, there's so many... And the same with movies. Do you, I, I care less about movies than music, so it's even harder. Like, the thing I care the most about, I don't have a favorite. You know what I mean? I just don't do it like that. You know what my favorite song is? Uh, I'm afraid I don't. <laughs> I probably did. I can't remember. Give me a hint. Oh, you know, give me a multiple choice. That'll help. No, I'm not giving you multiple choice because you'll be able to pick it out. Well, so, I, then I know it. I can't argue with the logic. I don't know that one. My favorite song is Soul Shine. Oh. I should have known that. Yes. People on Second Life know that my favorite song is Soul Shine. All right. All right. Warren Haynes, I love you. Okay. Or was that actually a Greg Allman song? Warren Haynes. The Warren Haynes. Uh, the Warren Peace. Warren the novel. Peace. All right. So, so far we have... Let's just backtrack here. When a Stranger Calls, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and my number four is Poltergeist. Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. <laughs> and something more. Kind of disturbances.
surprised. It knows what scares you. Now that's an excellent trailer. Yeah, that trailer is what, awesome. What happened to Spielberg? Why did he stop making entertaining movies? Why did he stop making thrillers and fucking scary shit? I mean, I, th- I think we both really enjoyed Ready Player One. Yeah, but it doesn't compare to this. No. This is that's amateur hour compared to this. Ready that, Player there's One. There's so much special effects in Ready Player One. It doesn't even it's not even a movie. Yeah, it's but it's a, a, it's it's very entertaining. Not as good as this. Okay. Well, when we oh watched it, God. I think we both gave it I think you gave it Ready Player One an eight and a half. It's nowhere near as good as these old movies. And I gave it a nine. Poltergeist it's, it's is a ten, right? Well, yeah, I mean it's that's it's just it's a classic. Poltergeist is It's so good I forgot it was I actually forgot about it. Yeah, no, I uh, I never forget about it. I always remember being scared to death over Is that it. the one where the tree attacks the, the kid? The tree attacks yeah. the kid. The clown scrambles under it's the bed. Just, just the clown. Because when I was growing up, I had a little uh, little white rocking chair in my room. And on the rocking chair was a, a stuffed bozo the clown that was probably, just say, 30 inches high. So he was pretty big and he sat in the, in the rocking chair and uh, that's ridiculous it was a kid size rocking chair yeah, you don't want to do that to a kid well that's the thing and uh this one had a clown that was not not as friendly looking as bozo but definitely the same sort of thing where he was just propped up in the room and then in the night you hear him scramble under the bed and you know the kid's gonna look and you know it's happening it's this movie really scary Really scary. Holds up scary today, I think. And I think the cast is great. I like Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson, Joe Beth Williams, and then, of course, the kids who died, right? The older sister and the younger sister. The older sister was murdered by a boyfriend, Mm. and the little girl, Carol Ann, died uh, of cancer. Or, well, actually, I'll save this for another uh, conspiracy, deep, dark secret, and uh, unsolved mystery show. But uh, right, the official word is cancer. But uh, there's yeah, a... So did Freddie Mercury. He had cancer, too. Boom. But we will talk about it another time. Um, uh, what was I going to say? But the, I, I think Poltergeist uh, holds up today still as being scary as shit. Definitely. And this was uh, was eighty two. See, I, I I see that we have something that we're we're going back to movies that we saw when we were younger, thirteen, fifteen. Yeah, how are you gonna be scared watching a movie in your own house? You're sitting in your house. You can always just go to the you know you walk away. Right, and we don't actively go and watch theater. scary movies in the theater now. We don't actively go to the theater really. Who would go to a theater? What are you out of your mind? Unless you're in New York City. Right. Go to the fucking Zigfield. So, uh, is Poltergeist on your list? or? Uh, no, but that's a very scary movie. It really, and it's just really well done. It's, it's really scary, and there's no, like, one bad guy. You know, it's, it's just... Uh, it's, it's Spielberg, top, top five Spielberg for sure. Um, I know he's not credited with directing, but I'm pretty sure he did. Hmm. And um, I, I just, this movie has always, there was movies in the 81, 82, 80 area uh, 
that were either him or George Lucas, and they just were amazing movies. It was an amazing couple of years to see movies. You got mm-hmm. E.T., you've got Indiana Jones. It's just... Uh... Who directed... Uh... Blowout. Oh. Not Blow Up, Blow Out. I know, Blow Out with John Travolta, right? Yeah, because John Lithgow was fucking scary in that movie. He's a very scary killer in that movie. Another 1980, early 80s, it's 1981, Brian yeah. De Palma. Oh, there you go. That was a scary movie. It's not on my list, but very scary. And a great reimagination of uh, Blow Up. Of what? Blow up. Oh, is that a, yeah. the, the original? Blow up. It's uh, the fo- photography. Blow out. It's uh, audio. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, Blow Out is a, actually a great movie. And, you know, you were talking about, um, who were you talking about before that making a great, uh, oh, you, you, A Stranger Calls. You were saying that the guy was really mm-hmm. creepy. Yeah. When you were speaking about him, it kind of reminded me of the 10 to Midnight guy who was also very creepy. <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. That's, um, a, that's a scary movie in a different way. That's more of a thriller, maybe. Did Brian De Palma also do They're Coming to Get You, Barbara? Is that the name of the movie? No, that's from uh, Dawn of the Dead. Night of the Living Dead. Who's Oh, uh, no, that's, uh, that's Romero. That's, that's Romero. I, I, I confuse my Italian director sometimes. <laughs> All right. Well, I can. Who did body double? Was that him? De Palma, right? That was 1984. Yeah, body double. That was a weird one. That was uh, De Palma has got some really uh, interesting. Oh shit! I gotta just mention one that's fucking not not a scary movie. Yeah. But a really scary character. Uh huh. Ray Liotta, something wild. He's a very bad man. Yeah, Ray Liotta looks very bad, except now in the Chantix commercials, he looks like not so bad. He's still got those crazy eyes, though. Crazy eyes. Yeah, something wild. That uh, he plays a uh, like a uh, he plays like the boyfriend from high school, and uh, he's just bad news, bad news cat. <laughs> the whole movie is kind of like. A comedy, but it's also fucked up. Oh, it's like a, is it like a black comedy? Yeah, yeah, comedy? totally. It's like, Melanie Griffith and, uh, what's his name? Dumb and Dumber, I think. Jim Carrey? No, no. The other guy, Jeff Daniels? Yeah. Yeah. Melanie Griffith, like, seduces him into, like, a road trip type of thing. He's, like, a straight businessman. Takes her, it takes him back to her high school reunion where Ray Liotta, her ex-boyfriend, is, and he starts kind of picking on Jeff Daniels, and it's just kind of like this fucked up dark comedy thing. A free-spirited woman kidnaps a yuppie for a weekend of adventure, but the fun quickly takes a turn when her ex-convict husband shows up. Yeah. Yeah, Ray Liotta. There's this one scene where he's, like, in a convenience store, and he's, like, uh, hitting on, like, this 14-year-old cashier girl. And he's just so fucking creepy. It's just like, oh my God, Ray, you creepy motherfucker. <laughs> he really has it down good. Well, there you go. This was from 1986. I did not see this in the movies. Yeah, it was scary. I have not seen it. I don't know it at all, actually. It's got Sister Carol in it. Sister Carol? She sings uh, a reggae version of Wild Thing. 
It's a wild thing. I have no idea what you're talking about. Sister Carol. Is she mentioned in the credits? Sister Carol. I'm looking and I don't... Come on. Uh, Sister Carol East. That's her. Dottie. She sings in the... Sister Carol East was born on January 15th, 1959 in Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah, she's like a reggae singer. I see. She's been in four movies, Something Wild, Married to the Mob, Rachel Getting Married, and Ricky and the Flash. Oh, tell me something. Who uh, directed Married to the Mob? Jonathan Demi. And who directed uh, Something Wild? Jonathan Demi. He likes Sister Carol. Well... There you go. That's good. I like Sister Carol, too. I is don't know who she is. Is he a live Demi or the dead Demi? As in Ted Demi. I think Ted Demi. Nope. He died in 2000. Jonathan Demi is the dead Demi. He died on April 26, 2017. Aren't they playing at Mercury? The dead Demis? The dead Demis are playing at the Mercury Lounge this weekend. All right. Thank you, so, Kevin McKinnon. that's my deviant sidetrack. Yes. This will be the longest podcast ever. Your uh, half hour on the, Zappa. The, movie, the uh, Longest Yard, starring <laughs> Cock Ass. All right. So, anywho, uh, this was your what, number three? Uh, what, I don't think even think this was a thing. Oh, was this me? We're talking about poltergeist, and this is what happened? Yeah. Okay. What Dave. am I, Buzzy Lenhart? Yeah, exactly. And then there was the time John Lennon wrote a song about me and Bob Dylan. Listen, this is the thing. This was me talking about Poltergeist, and then you talked... Oh, that's what I wanted to get into. Okay. Uh, my spinoff on Poltergeist is, of course, the great Poultrygeist. Okay. By the weirdo director from Troma. Okay. Kaufman? Yes. Poultrygeist, right. ladies and gentlemen. All right. Troma... Uh, is Droma maybe its is own show. Persona non grona. Okay. So that was my number four. What is your number three, Dave? Can let's, my let's number get the show back is on the road. The uh, original The Howling. What do you see? The Howling. Somewhere in the city. In this human jungle, it begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, all anyone can do is watch and wait. Tonight I'm going to show you something. Make you believe.
the howling was a um, on the slightly trashier side of movies. I do recall, even as a kid, thinking like, "This is a little bit more of a cheesy, scary movie. It's not artistic, like it's not a Brian De Palma. It's a Joe Dante." Yeah, I'm not sure what to say about it. What else has he done? I mean, it, it scared me. That's why I'm listing it, but I don't think it's a great movie. I think it's a pretty bad movie, actually. It doesn't have to be a great movie. Yeah. It's just movies that... Well, some of them are great. This one's not. It's just your top five scary movies. It doesn't matter what other people think. It yeah, doesn't no, matter what other people... This movie uh, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and once again, the, the follow-ups are Horrible. Horrible. Well, again, because it's it, the thing is, is that it's not new anymore. Yeah, and there was barely enough there to make this one movie. I mean, maybe this was a book or something that they turned into a movie. I don't know. Is it, it seems like it could have been a book. I don't know. Like I it, really it could work know. as a book for sure back then. But this D Wallace, well, she was D Wallace Stone uh, back then. She in the eighties uh, was the go-to woman for these movies. She was in so many movies. Uh, I'm not sure why. She was, oh, she's great. She was not the problem with the movie. No. No. No, there's no problem with the movie. No, it's just slightly... Like, even When a Stranger Calls is a better movie than this. Like, that's actually a a pretty good movie. Right. This is really not a good movie. She's in The Howling. She's the mom in E.T., if you may oh, or may not remember. Well, there you go. She's also the mom in Cujo. So she's, exactly, exactly. She's uh, which is another not very good movie. Cujo should have been a lot better. I don't know why it wasn't. It just, all right. Cujo is no masterpiece. I don't think she's in The Hills Have Eyes. She's oh, in the Stepford Wives. The Hills Have Eyes. Wasn't that uh, The Hills Have Eyes film somewhere uh, near us in upstate New York? I think so. <gasps> she was. Uh, she was. She's just great in these types of of shows. Uh, D. Wallace Stone, uh, also in Critters. She was the go-to girl. You know, people talk about um, Jamie Lee Curtis being uh, in a lot of these screamer-type movies, but uh, I think D. Wallace Stone was in in even more scary movies than uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, we talk about Spielberg and Poltergeist. For me, it's a 10. He really started this kind of... Uh, Maybe it was a resurgence, but it definitely was a big deal of these scary movies. Mm. Uh, Jaws was really started it with, uh, you know, an animal or something, Jaws. And then there was uh, Orca and then there was all these octopus movies. And then in 79 came Friday the 13th. I think it was 79. And then just there was a shit ton of really scary movies mm-hmm. in the in the early 80s it was kind of an explosion of the horror film play the trailer for uh it's alive it's alive it's alive can you hear me it can't be saved it's gotta die it's alive it's alive It's alive! It's alive! 
Nobody knows how this thing happened. It, it's really a matter of speculation, and I think perhaps that's for the best. After all, if we find out that the cause is medication that we manufacture, and it was administered over a long period of time, well, it... What do your interests recommend? Absolute destruction of this thing. It went down the storm drains. That's how it can travel the length of the city without anybody seeing it. Don't touch me. Don't you touch me. They stole my baby. Walk it down. Did you see it? Did you see what does it look like? What are you Get those of? cameras out of my face, please. I got no comment. That had nothing to do with this. Will you get that thing out of my face? Get out of the way! He could have killed you. You know why he didn't? You know why he didn't kill you? You've never been exposed to radioactivity in radioactive material or undergone extensive X-rays. No, Doctor. I told you. Can't rule out to genetic damage. My department has already cautioned the police about excessive violence. If it could be dispatched with a bullet, or, or better still, some kind of a gas. Undoubtedly, it is very small, and any kind of bodily harm, especially from gunshots or, or explosives. In other words, you want me uh, to sign away the body, is that it? Well, it's your right. After all, you are the child's father. That's a terrible trailer. God, that's not the trailer I remember. That is a terrible... The trailer I remember it just had something to do with a, a baby carriage. Oh, maybe there's another one. Hold on. <laughs> this was some sort of insane dragnet episode. Or Adam 12 or something. What? Adam 12? It's alive. It's alive! The Davises have had a baby, but they're not sending out any announcements. Most new parents are a little scared when they have a baby. The Davises are terrified. You see, there's only one thing wrong with the Davis baby. It's alive. It's alive. Don't see it alone. Please. Rated PG. <laughs> Rated PG. <laughs> that, that, some reason, that trailer scared me as a kid. Yes. This little trailer. That other thing was a, a shit fest. That other one must have been in the theaters. Yeah, maybe we need to cut that part out. All right. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, The Howling. <laughs> That's my number three. Yes, it seems like every time we talk about a movie, you want to talk about another movie. Oh, that's how it goes. Okay, I'm just, just making sure. So what's your number three? My number three, and the movie that basically uh, turned me off to scary movies forever and ever and ever. Oh, I know what it is. The Legend oh. of Boggy Creek. 
Here in this primitive river bottom wilderness in southern Arkansas, along with deer, duck, crane, and beaver, lurks a creature that walks upright. Whether it is a man, a monster, or a myth, no one really knows. What we do know is the people around Falk, Arkansas, say they have seen such a creature nearly 250 times since 1954. And that this creature, whatever it is, emits one of the most terrifying sounds ever recorded. That is a good trailer. I will just say, in 1972, I was five, and the font, the legend of Bo- the legend of Boggy Creek font, is very much Tolkien-ish. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I don't even know that I saw the commercial and I wanted to see it, or I just saw the legend of Boggy Creek and saw that font and thought. Oh, it's a legend, like a fairy tale. And I, and it was rated G, even though it's scary as shit. And I I think that it was rated G and the font, I somehow convinced my parents to take me to see this movie at a drive-in. Why is it rated G? Because, (laughs) I'm telling you, I don't know. But I had no idea what it was about. And... This was my first scary movie experience, and it scared me forever. That's insanity. Yeah, I am. I am. When we take the dog out at night, I am shit ton petrified of things that are lurking in the woods. I don't know what they are. Was this supposed to be a documentary? It was a... A Blair Witch thing? Yeah, it was a. It was like a documentary. Because he even is, as part of the title, they, he didn't say it, he didn't announce it, but if you uh, go back and watch this trailer from 1972, it says The Legend of Boggy Creek, and then it says A True Story. Right, I saw that. And it, it makes it like it's a documentary. And... Uh, it, it uses... They made it, and they use all the locals from... Uh, Arkansas. It made me never want to go to Arkansas. It made me scared to death that uh, the Bigfoots out there are are coming to get me. And it was, as a five year old, it was really frightening. And I'm, you know, we're comparing the different trailers here. This is a way better trailer than the It's Alive trailer. Uh, yeah. Um, the 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 one that they played in the theaters. I'm going to assume. Mm. So, uh, did you ever see this movie? I did not. 
it uh yeah i mean if you can imagine seeing it at five it was it was scary it was really scary and uh i watched in 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 absolute terror yeah there's no reason for that to have been rated g that's ridiculously uh there's no swearing. There's no sex. It's you know. So that doesn't matter. They've changed the the they've changed the ratings since then. I'm sure today it would be a. You a could show PG. flashing colors and loud banging noises to, to a five year old, and it should be rated PG. It's absurd. Yeah. Well, you know, again, my parents weren't necessarily the short best. Short close up of a cat with its fangs, you know, dark in the background. That'll scare <laughs> you. There's no. We don't need words. So that is my number three. I, I mentioned earlier that uh, I, I'm not a big fan of horror because of how much this one terrified me. Um, just And, you know, I would walk through the woods uh, even when I was, like, you know, much older. Like, say I was, like, 16 and I was working at the McDonald's at the Rockaway Town Square Mall. And I would work the night shift, you know, the four to midnight shift. And we would... The jacket? Then we would... Uh, you know, clean up and whatever. And then I would walk through the woods to get, uh, and I'm, you know, too young for a car or whatever. I would walk. Yeah, that sounds really safe. Yeah, it was terrible. And at one point I was walking at midnight and there was someone behind me and I would walk across from the, the mall. Now there's, I think there's a whole bunch of things across from the mall, but before it was just woods. I would walk through the woods, then through the Dover garbage dump to the the street where the house I lived on and one night there was a guy walking behind me and I was like scared fucking shitless and I I just stopped and confronted him and it was you know uh George I think his name was George he's a one of the the mall uh janitor guys that's not comforting actually it was because I I went to high school with his brother and so I knew him and I was like, dude, can I walk with you? And he was like, yeah, sure. And he wasn't scared because he's, you know, he was like tall, like Lurch. He was huge. And, uh, but the, before I realized who it was, I mean, it was pitch black. There's no lights. You know what I mean? You just kind of were walking by moonlight there. Anyway, and I always, whenever I'm in the, uh, in the woods, I'm sure that there's a Bigfoot Right around the corner, ready to, I don't know what, I don't know what I thought that they were going to do to me, but I'm, I'm sure it ended in me being, you know, Bigfoot's dinner. 1972, The Legend of Boggy Creek. What is your, uh, that was my number three. What is your number two? Number two. Number two, son. Uh... My number two would have to be magic. Abracadabra, I sit on his knee. Presto, change and now he is me. Pocus, pocus, we take her to bed. Magic is free. We're dead. Josephine Levine presents Magic, a terrifying love story, starring Anthony Hopkins, Anne Margaret, and Burgess Meredith, rated R. Whoa, that's concise. That trailer is fucking frightening, and it's visually frightening. And the only reason I didn't pick this movie is because I knew for sure you were going to pick it, <laughs> and that we would uh, there would be things to say about it. 
magic is and I, I i feel like it's almost a forgotten classic i guess so it's a classic it's very well done it's, it's an amazingly done movie great cast great premise yeah so from the imdb it says uh Magic. A ventriloquist is at the mercy of his vicious dummy while he tries to renew a romance with his high school sweetheart. Ah. I mean, it's a tagline, I guess, but uh, it's a fucking scary movie. The dummy is scary looking. Yeah, the dummy is absurdly scary looking. It's uh, once again back from a time when CGI wasn't ruining movies. Yeah, uh, it's a... It's a dummy that looks a lot like Anthony Hopkins. Anthony in, Hopkins is great. In a dummy form, I guess. No matter what Anthony Hopkins is in, he always assumes the role. You always think it's, you know, you always forget it's Anthony Hopkins. He is one of the great actors of all time, I would say. Um, from Magic to Westworld, uh, Hannibal Lecter. Uh, I think this is much scarier than uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's it's scary. It's a scary movie. It is a rated R movie, and it was from 1978. And uh, I'm looking quickly here. The IMDb people only give it a 6.8 out of 10. I would say it's it's got to be higher. It's got to be higher. IMDb. Are you? Okay. Um, it's got... The, the cast has... It's Anthony Hopkins... 6.8. Why? I, I think I think a lot of people uh, who vote sometimes are a generation behind us. So these people from that generation actually took the time to sit down and watch this movie in a theater. I doubt it. Well, then how, 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 how would you rate something that you see in your house? What are they watching on an iPhone? Maybe. Uh, you could, no. You don't have a right to vote with the same uh, integrity as someone who saw it in a theater in the 70s. You idiots. Guess what? Your vote doesn't count. Go take another dab, you moron. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Go planking. Uh. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 the stereo mix doesn't quite come out stereo on a fucking iPhone. Go ahead, plug in your fucking headphones. And then you'll see that they, they mixed it so that it's not even, they, they cut out the fucking guitar solo. You know, I got to hear Rocky Mountain Way, the fucking, the goddamn electric piano solo. There is no electric piano solo. There's electric piano behind a guitar solo that they can't, that you don't hear anymore. Because the radio stations don't even know how to mix music for their own. What is that? So, you know, your vote doesn't count. You Japanese voodoo fuck. Oh, all right. Dave has gone off on a tangent. Uh, magic. What gives you, if you're under 30, what gives you the right to vote on magic? You got no right. I mean, perhaps they've seen it uh, in the uh, comfort of their own home. I mean, we review movies in the comfort of our home. So do you think our opinion on Ready Player One doesn't count? Or on Super Troopers 2 no, doesn't I, I, count? No. Okay. Uh, these super these movies came out in a gener- in a time when people are watching them in their houses. I see. So you, th- I see. You're saying because these movies were made at a time when people were not able to watch them. I'm just saying they, sh- they you, you need to be experienced you, fully in a theater. You can't. How are you going to experience a movie on, on a little screen on a computer screen? 
when your attention's devoted to two other things that are popping up. Yes. One of them's your cock. David. I'm just saying. No. These kids today. Okay. That's inappropriate. What? Well, you picked this movie. Go on. Oh, so yeah, you know... uh, uh, the ending of the movie is very scary, how they leave it hanging. The whole movie is scary. The movie is scary. Burgess Meredith. Am I thinking of the right guy? Burgess Meredith? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> very good doc. Very, you know, uh, what and Anne Margaret was the girlfriend. Scared the shit out of me. It's a, it is a very scary movie. Wait, Anne Margaret? Yes. Hmm, Okay. Anthony Hopkins, Anne Margaret, and Burgess Meredith. Exactly. Somehow I remember her as being different than Anne Margaret, but yep, there you go. So I haven't seen this movie in years. It just this is all my going on my memory. This uh Anne Margrock. I I absolutely encourage you to watch the magic thirty second uh movie commercial or movie trailer because it's it is just the puppet's face. and The puppet's the star of the show. The puppet is the star of the movie, uh, voiced by Anthony Hopkins, of course. Schmucko. And uh, it is just, <clears throat> he's terrifying. He is terrifying. And it's one of those, it's a 70s movie when things were filmed differently, people acted a bit differently. Um, it's Otherwise kind of, known as acting. Yeah, I mean, at some point... In the before the seventies, there was the overacting, you know, like the Ben Hur overacting or the over enunciating of things. Like, uh, as much as I love Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant and that uh, that group of actors, there was definitely a, a shouting and a bit of a weird accent, and it was kind of crazy. And I, I'm I'm not sure where it came from. Maybe it came from theater. I don't know. But then in the seventies. Acting changed or late sixties, seventies. You got Mash, uh, you got Magic, you John got Serpico. Um, so the movies changed a bit, and I and then in the eighties, the acting uh, wasn't as great. And then oh, then now it's just I I don't I'm not much into many new films, unless they're directed by a fave. My favorite actor is John Lovitz. All right. He's an actor. He's an actor. All right. Well, that's good. We're not doing a, a top five favorite actors, but when we do, I'm going to hold you to the John Lovitz. Lovitz will leave it. All right. Uh, so, Magic, uh, what do you give it on a scale from 1 to 10? I'm giving Magic a 10, so go fuck yourselves. Okay. I am DB. He loves I am dumbass. Magic. Okay. My number two... I got to tell you, the Legend of Boggy Creek is the uh, is the standout uh, surprise of the broadcast. Why is that? Because it's just it's a it's a rated G movie. Yes. I'll tell you, when I was five, I was not five. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was more like ten, so this doesn't apply. <clears throat> I'm just saying that Tommy, the movie, scared the shit out of me. My number two, Dave, it's my turn now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my number two is The Shining. 
I don't suppose they uh, told you anything in Denver about the tragedy we had up here during the winter of 1970. I hired a man named Charles Grady as the winter caretaker. From what I've been told, I mean, he seemed like a completely normal individual. But at some point during the winter, he must have suffered some kind of a complete mental breakdown. He ran amok and uh, killed his family with an axe. Well, you can rest assured, Mr. Ullman, that's not going to happen with me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Mom, do you really want to go and live in that hotel for the winter? Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. The only thing that can get a bit trying up here during the winter is uh, the tremendous sense of isolation. Is there something bad here? I fear you will have to deal with this matter in the harshest possible way. I did that. I killed you with Danny. You did this to me. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. <laughs> okay, The Shining, to me, a 10 out of 10. Scary, amazing cast amazingly directed just just it's in the category of scary as fuck everything about it is perfect i think the music the setting the acting the camera angles everything to me is perfect and it it culminates into into this um, amazing movie uh by a uh, by stephen king who um has written Many, many, many books. Um, Was uh, Carrie scary? Carrie is a scary movie, yes. I don't think I've really seen it. I've just seen the one scene where the blood pours on her. Sissy Spacek. Mm-hmm. And yes. Travolta. What? John Travolta, right? Sissy Spacek, uh, John Travolta, the greatest American hero. Who's that? William Cat. Hmm. Yeah, Shining, The Shining is the scariest movie ever, I would have to say. Oh, is this your number one? <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's oh. there's nothing better than The Shining. I don't think there's a scarier movie, a better scary movie ever made. Yeah. I don't think this, I don't think you can top The Shining. Jack Nicholson is his best role, and he's got a lot of good roles. He does. Better than Chinatown, in my opinion. He's just, that's just ridiculous. There's Th- nothing better. There's this nothing better showcase. than this movie. This movie scared the shit out of me. I saw this, obviously, I guess it was about 13. Nah, this movie's not right. And for Stephen King to remake it with uh, with this bo- with that bozo from fucking Wings or whatever the fuck it was. Who was that guy? I forget his name, but Just, he was from Wings. It's not happening, man. This, Look, is, this is the definitive version. You cannot compete with this. I mean, you, you have... Spielberg level of directing, and then you have... Better than Spielberg. This is like a Spielberg meets Ansel Adams. If Spielberg is A-list, Kubrick is God-list, God-level list. 
This movie is, there's nothing compares to this movie. And this movie had to have been seen also in a big theater. This is not something you just watch on your computer. I mean, even if you do watch it on your computer or you watch it on your television, you're going to get the shit scared out of you. But when you're watching it on an 80 foot screen, imagine Very loud. This is why, and I know I've mentioned this to you many times in our years together, I would love to own a movie theater that ran old movies, classic movies like this. This movie, part of the scariest part of this movie is when they just slam to black and it says Tuesday or what does it say? Eight months, you know, three months later or whatever the fuck it says. They have the cutaways. They just have the, it's not even, it's just a drastic, that drastic uh, scene just going to black with a date on it in a big theater is uh, scary as fuck. Yeah. Because it shocks you. Yes. Everything about, uh, like you mentioned, this is Jack Nicholson's finest role, I I think. I can't think of anything, I mean... It's definitely. I mean, he's he's excellent. I think Jack Nicholson's excellent, and I think this is definitely his best. I, 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 I also think he's amazing in Carnal Knowledge, also with Anne Margaret, but that's a whole other story. That's not a horror movie. No, and that's not what we're talking about today. But I'm just saying, Jack Nicholson has th- th- put out some amazing stuff. He and has. This is, tops it. And this is Shelley Duvall's finest, finest time, though yeah. she claims that she was basically tortured by Kubrick. Yeah, I can imagine it's possible she was. And uh, I can imagine Kubrick liked doing that. I always call him Kubrick. Kubrick, Kubrick. It's, it's, I'm sure it's fine. Gif, Jif. And the, the little kid never acted again. Now he teaches and uh, apparently he doesn't want you to bring it up. <laughs> well, fuck so, him. I, I, well, no, but if you're a little kid and you're in a scary movie... Uh, you got a right to answer to the public. No, I don't think so. I mean, so. you have a duty. But also, the other the other star of this movie... I'll... 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 What? Scatman Crothers is absolutely perfect. Absolutely perfect as the as a pure soul. The, the absolute beacon of light <clears throat> in this movie is Scatman Crothers. I'd have to agree. I... I am sad that we've lost him because I feel like there are so many more movies he should have been in. He was so good in this. Scatman was the man. He fucking was the man. He was the man. He was the scat man. I don't know his real first name. Who cares? Uh, So if you haven't seen The Shining, and I can't imagine that you haven't, I would say you, you, you must see it. You, it's a. This is a must see. Like if I was going to put together a, a top ten movies that must be seen, I'm. This is going to be one of them. I would agree for sure. And the, another one would be another Stephen King, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I thought you were going to say The Mist. No, I'm not going to say The Mist. Because there is something in The Mist. But speaking of Stephen King, um, I looked over on Box Office Mojo, and he has forty one. Movies made yeah. from his books. 41. Interesting. Uh, for a total of uh, one point, say $1.4 billion. He's probably the richest man in Banger. He might be the richest man in Banger. Is it Banger? Bangor. Bangor. Bangor, Maine. 
So, and, and The Shining, unfortunately, comes in at number nine. The one, the one movie that made the most money out of all the Stephen Kings is the uh, It remake of last year. Hmm. I did not watch It. I'm not sure about It. When I read the movie, I mean, when I read the book, it, it, it scared the shit out of me. And then when they came out with the, the TV miniseries with uh, John Walton, John Boy, uh, that also scared the shit out of me. Because Tim Curry's portrayal of the clown was just so crazy. Huh. Um, Tim Curry's a fine actor. He was a fine actor. Um, this new It, I already know how scared I was with the book and the original miniseries. I just, I, I could not even give it a chance. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't, it wasn't even on my radar. I mean, we maybe we could try at some point, but I I just I just couldn't. Anyway. So apparently, okay. I have no number one because my number one is your number two. That's fine. Well. So I'll just go to my number one. All right. And I'm actually surprised that you didn't pick uh, another one that we'll talk about after I'm done with. I might my have forgotten. One. I did no research at all. This is all at the top of my head. I said to myself, let me not look in the computer. Let me just think to myself what I can remember. Oh, okay. So you did no research for a show. No, uh, the research is inside of me already. Oh, okay. That sounds weird. It certainly does. My number one is... How is The Shining not number one? My number one is The Exorcist. Something beyond comprehension is happening to a little girl on this street, in this house. A man has been sent for as a last resort to try and save her. trailer is scary as fuck. Name me. Are you doing it to me, name me? <laughs> the, uh, the Exorcist is my number one because it came out in uh, earlier than The Shining and it was based on a true story. Um, the, real, the real kid wasn't a daughter, it was a son. And it's also um, involves the church and demonic possession and all of this crazy shit that could be legitimately real. This movie freaked people so, out so much that they were throwing up in the theater when they were seeing it. This That's is, the reports in the newspapers back in the day. This is um, this is another movie my parents brought me to see 
at the drive-in. <laughs> this movie I missed. Oh, you did? I was too young to see it. Well, that's because your parents uh, were good. I didn't, I didn't see it, so I just didn't see it. I know about it, and I saw it later in life, but when I saw it, I saw it on TV, and it was not the same. Well, this is a movie that I still cannot watch unedited because it is so scary. And then they have, of course, the added scenes. There is a scene that they uh, that is in there where uh, little Regan backward walks like a crab down steps. Mm-hmm. It is fucking frightening. You have to realize that in 1973, I had I had never seen anything this frightening before that's yeah they, this is once again no the cgi was not uh was not in effect back then no it's just makeup and puppetry and uh special effects liquids and uh, the music i mean uh, it was groundbreaking it was groundbreaking it was absolutely this yeah this is basically the scariest movie before The Shining. Yes, I agree with that. But this is why this is my number one, because it's also years before The Shining. I think The Shining's a better movie, but I think this is a scarier movie. Yes. I Well, I agree with that. The, the Shining is a, a 10 out of 10. It is so well made. Uh, this movie, though, is earlier. It's scary. Um, and it's scary because... The, Back then, there was so much, you know, religion was a thing almost everybody had. There weren't people, you know, telling you that you were stupid for being religious or atheists shouting you down for having your beliefs. And and most people were believers. Um, I don't know if they were mostly Catholic, but they were believers in the Bible. And for this, uh, The Exorcist, which was, again, touted as a true story, this movie wouldn't have been allowed to be made until the time it was. It yeah. couldn't have made this movie in the 50s or the 60s even. No, the 60s you could have made it, but they would have given it an, a rating, an X rating. It was, yeah, this was pretty much, again, I still, if I watch it, I never seek it out because it's just so scary to me. And uh, if I do watch it, I do watch it on like a TNT, something that has commercials. So it gives me a good three-minute break of of chilling out because it's just too scary for me. It's too scary, and it's a little kid, and it's the voices, and it's it's the the priests. It's this, yeah. I mean, The Exorcist. It's, it's great cast. I the only reason I didn't pick it is because it had zero effect on me because I just didn't see didn't it when see I was it. a kid. I didn't see it. I've never seen it in a theater. I've only seen parts of it on TV. I've probably seen the whole thing, but only in bits. Okay. Well, it's it's definitely I mean, worth seeing. I was at the age where I viewed it almost comical. I had the comical effect on me. Because uh, you know, uh-uh. the, the way the priest was interacting with the demon and the, you know, that right. whole, where he's talking to her and the, his mother's voice. I was at the age where I was already thinking, okay, that's funny as hell. So it had a different effect on me because I didn't see it in the theater and I didn't see it in the, as in the whole and I didn't see this. I mean, because a couple of scenes, if you isolate them, they're funny. But that's taken out of context. I don't even, I can't, I don't, again, I don't seek it. It's just scared the shit out of me. Um, and definitely, I, I feel it is was before its time with how horrific it was. Yeah, it might really be the number one scary movie. 
I mean, and looking at that trailer, The Shining is too. But the yeah. trailer has very little dialogue, and it is just uh, yeah. That trailer is great. I wonder who thought to do that. That's old school. It is amazingly well done, and uh, it gets you. It has like it a has the right effect. effect. Yeah, I, I recommend that you go. I'll probably link it in our show notes um, on our website, but uh, most people are are listening on iTunes or watching on BitChute, so I don't know if the they'll be able to click the links. All right. Well, uh, this has been our episode on each of our top five scary movies uh, lists. And, uh, yeah, really good show. Really good show. We're hoping to keep the theme of scary stuff going through October. <laughs> I guess you'll see next week if we're able to pull it off again. Uh, if you want to know more about us or listen to more of our episodes that you may have no missed, <laughs> that's no more. Uh, I would say head on over to middleagedcoolkids.com. Steinbrenner's books for for all of your middle-aged cool kids needs uh you can also follow me at middle-aged cool on twitter uh, and you can follow me i'll be on 57th street and 10th avenue just don't get too close and i'm also on gab.com as just too groovy uh we have three thousand plus followers on gab what the heck that's right so, uh, yesterday I saw a sign that said Brazilian pizza. Okay. I don't know what that is. Well, did I you didn't have know any? that was a thing? Well, we, I asked someone who was Brazilian. They said, I don't think that's a thing. Maybe they put special spices on it. I think they're just trying to say we're Brazilian and we make pizza. Well, that's fine. That's good. I don't know. I, just, I thought it was a thing. Okay. It's not a thing. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you so much. Uh, please leave messages on the YouTube, the BitChute, or the gab or the twitter and we'll get back to you if you have any messages for dave just contact us there <laughs> i i asked colin what brazilian pizza was and he said i don't know but anything with brazilian and pizza must be sexual <laughs> it has been another great episode of uh, for me anyway i like i have fun doing them do you have fun doing these episodes yeah very fun okay i don't believe you you son of a bitches oh, i'll right. get you Okay, that is it for now. Stay cool, America. See you. I'll see you for the dry area. Next week. How's the left side? Now the right side. How about the dry area? Your mouth is the dry area. Acid? Deluxe. (laughs) 